0: QB list fantasy football podcast. I'm your host count. sligger of course and joined as
1: always by Mario Adamo. Mario how was your weekend? You know it was good. It was a good weekend. A fun little um Halloween story. So I usually go as a ref like for a Halloween party because like I don't know I'm an adult like there's only so many costumes I'm gonna buy right. So I just go as a ref and my good friends um kind of got in on the joke. And so they all dressed up as ref. I'm talking, I went to a party and there was 12 other refs there. But the best part was that this was the one year I wasn't a ref. My fiance was finally like, enough is enough. We're being something different. And I walk into a room of 12 refs. So I just uh, it was a good time. It was a fun time. Yeah, that's a real effect.
0: That's that's actually really funny. Uh, My Halloween, I didn't dress up for anything. You know, we went out Saturday night with some friends just because we were out and just went to watch the World Series. And then on Sunday, I went to the eagle Steeler game in Philadelphia, and uh, we don't need to talk about more about that than we already did. It was a game happened. I was there, and nothing is memorable about it. Nothing exciting happened oh. at all. <laughs> no. Eagles looked great. They look like clearly why they're the best team in the NFC, and the Steelers looked clearly why they're in a uh, retool slash rebuild, whatever the heck you want to call it. But you didn't come here to listen about our weekends. But hey, if you're <laughs> listening to this day after Halloween, I hope you had a very nice Halloween. Got some good candy. And, you know, before we get over real quick, your number one candy, if you had to jump to the waiver wire, pick out a candy to pick up on Halloween, what's your what's your go-to?
1: Well, if we're talking just, like, what I'm getting, like, trick-or-treating, it's got to be the Reese's. I know it's beaten to death, but, like, the perfect blend of chocolate and peanut butter. But, like, Road Trip or any other instance, like, gummy bears. I need a, I need okay. a chewy, I need a sweet, like, so gummy bears my one-of-one candy.
0: Yeah, about chocolate wise, I'm same with you. Reese's, it's hard to beat. I'm a big it's Skittles fan. It, I'm a big fan Ooh. of Skittles. I'll get a good bag of those. I like the berry flavor. I like the original, but if I can get a good bag of Skittles, uh, there was a house right by me growing up that used to have like the full size regular bags Ooh. of Skittles. So I'd always find Saints. those and Saints those I'd grab people. one. Yep. <laughs> and they had all the different flavors too. It was the berry ones, the original, they had the sour ones. Ooh. So you can really, really have your choice. So we made sure to hit up that house every
1: single <laughs> every single year. It was great. They we were liked in uh, in uh, HBO and like the home office thing. The homeowners association. There it is. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got lucky, and I'm not going to,
0: you know, I'll come back. If I can go back next, next year, you know, I'm going to be home for Halloween. <laughs> hey, uh, you, you hey, Charlie
1: Brown, it. They're not going to, you will just say you hit a growth chart exactly. like you're fine. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I still have the baby face that makes me look like I could still go <laughs> trick or treating. So, enough about Halloween. I hope you had a nice one. We're going to get into week nine. It's another week where we didn't have the amazing standout performance in terms of waiver wire there's still some good names of course and it's going to be a very very relevant week because we have six teams that are going to be on bye. i don't get why the nfl did this where we had two last week and six this week but hey that's the schedule we can't do anything about it following teams will be on by week cleveland browns dallas cowboys the denver broncos the new york giants pittsburgh steelers and the san francisco 49ers We don't need to go through every single guy, but there's lots of fantasy relevant names on those lists and lots of guys you're going to have to be replacing. So while they don't have the bust away for wide open send all your fab on certain players this week, there are a lot of names that are great streaming candidates for this week. Great guys to pick up playing your flex when you miss out on some players. So we're going to jump right into it. Mario, who is your number one priority this week? It was a kind of quiet week. Like I said, no big standout, but who would you try and get if you lose out lose out on some of these players?
1: yeah so the number one person i'm looking at is probably wide receiver romeo dobbs of the uh, green bay packers this is mostly coming as an alan lazard owner i know alan lazard's hurt he missed last week i'm not too sure how much time he is going to miss um and Dobbs picked filled in well in his place i mean he had seven targets brought in four of them for 62 yards and a touchdown going against detroit next week which we know is always just a shootout uh so number one guy someone has to catch balls from Aaron Rodgers, he's going to make sure of it. Come hell or high water, he will throw the ball to somebody. So you want to have who he's throwing the ball to.
0: At least keep an eye out for the trade deadline. Like I said, the trade deadline will be on Tuesday when you're listening at four o'clock Eastern. So maybe the Packers get the receiver, although we've been clamoring for him to get a receiver for the past however many years and they never do it. So we'll (laughs) see. If, If they don't add anyone significant like a Brandon Cooks or anything like that, I think Romeo Dobbs is a clear... Number one receiver, I would completely agree with you. Last week, seven targets, sixty two yards, touchdown. He's had eight or more, he said seven more targets in four of the last six games. And one of it was a game when he left a little bit early with an injury. So he's working his way right into that number one. Even with Alan Lazard, if he does come back, the matchup's too good to let him stay out there. I'm very on Romeo Dobbs. I'm completely, I'm completely buying in as well. And on buy-in, too, on the another receiver uh, that we'll just jump into, and it's Rondell Moore. We've kind of been touting him a few weeks, a few consecutive weeks now, but last week was just a, another reminder of, hey, this guy's still out there. He had an 18% target share, finished the game with eight targets, 92, recept, 92 yards on seven receptions, and a touchdown. He's back in the receipt in the slot. Three of the last four games, he's had eight or more targets. He's getting a lot of work. The, cap, the Cardinals brought in Robbie Anderson, but doesn't seem to be affecting him. He's back in his natural position in the slot. It's another matchup that you think you can take advantage of this coming week. So I'm fully in on Rondell Moore. I think he's going up against the Seattle Seahawks, who we, mm-hmm. you know, they're playing better on defense, but still I'm not buying into that. They're just all of a sudden shut down defense against. So I think you can take advantage of that with Rondell Moore. He's right up there with Dobbs. I think they're very good one-two punch. Of those many receivers, you're likely missing due to the bye weeks.
1: Definitely. And I think that with Moore, we talked about him in the past, but, you know, with Hopkins coming back, people were a little hesitant, like, oh, can Moore really keep this up? Uh, But it seems like he can. I mean, uh, last week with the 23.4 points, before that, he did have a little bit of a dud, but against a good New Orleans defense. Um, But before that, he actually played Seattle and put up, he had 10 targets, uh, six receptions uh, for... for 49 yards so you like to see maybe a little more yardage but 10 targets last time they played Seattle they're playing Seattle again I kind of like that
0: yeah I'm fully in on that I think they're both a very good one too before we move into the wide wide running backs we might talk a little bit more about there's more names on this list is there anybody else that you want to jump in at the wide receiver position I think the two main guys are wide receivers but is there anybody else that kind of stands out as if you can't get these guys is anybody else you're, you're looking into
1: so someone I want to at least monitor is Joshua Palmer of the chargers. So he did miss week seven. Um, he had a concussion. So he didn't play. And then it was the bye week, week eight, but he's coming back against Atlanta. There's a lot of question marks around the chargers wide receiver room. Mike Williams looking to miss some time Keenan Allen, who knows? So I think Joshua Palmer back in week six, the last time he did play against Denver, who has a good defense. He had 12 targets, nine receptions. 57 yards. So I think, and I'll say Austin Eckler kind of gave him a shout out. He was right about, I want to say Justin Jackson last year. Um, so I trust his judgment when it comes to a fantasy relevant players on the Chargers. So Joshua Palmer, I'm monitoring, I'm dipping my toe in seeing, monitoring his health and seeing if he's available.
0: I completely agree. I think that's another one. That's definitely worth bringing up. We look at their schedule coming up. There is a lot of good, a lot of good matchups coming up. And like I said, without Mike, without Mike Williams, it's going to be some uh, some issues for them to f- figure out who that number two target is. Yeah, they could go to Everett at their tight end, but they're going to need that next receiver. And I think Palmer slides right in. Talk about those good matchups. Here are the next four. Atlanta, San Francisco, Kansas City, and Arizona. And we'll throw in Las Vegas in the fifth one. That's four... Really good matchup, and San Francisco, who hasn't been the defense we really thought they would be. So I'm mm-hmm. fully in. I think Palmer, as long as Williams out, has very viable flex. Uh, has some flex viability. I won't put him up the same upside as Mike Williams, but you can put mm-hmm. him in your flex, and you could do a lot, a lot worse with that. Yeah, you take it. And during these sixteen bye weeks, yeah, and I'll throw for a, a very wide stash. I'm not. Ooh. I'm definitely not starting him yet, but I'm intrigued just based on what we're seeing from DJ Moore.
1: Can Terrace nice.
0: Marshall turn into anything? He's got a 25 target share last week and finished with four 787 yards on nine targets. PJ Walker has turned this team into, you know, his offense into something. Now, how long will he stay at quarterback? I don't think very long. They lose one game and they'll panic and probably put in uh, Baker back, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, or put Sam Darnold back in. So, this is a very much a stash you've thrown on the bench and see if it works out. But with what he did last week, no more Christian McCaffrey. Robbie Anderson traded. But targets have to go somewhere. And DJ Moore can't get 20 targets a game. Although, as a DJ Moore manager, I wouldn't mind that. But I think, <laughs> I think Terrace Marshall, he was a highly thought of prospect in fantasy community. So, can he finally touch that upside with P.J. Walker, quarterback?
1: Maybe. It seems, it seems like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking you, it a lot, honestly. And I, it seems like PJ Walker already got named the starter for this upcoming week. So I love, I love the DJ more. If he's available on the bench, if the owner got frustrated earlier in the season and dropped him, or uh, if the trade deadline hasn't hit your league yet, DJ Moore is definitely someone I'm interested in. Yeah, DJ I mean, Moore is gonna. He's
0: finally hitting, hitting that upside. But you know, hold, you have to temper some expectations because if they make that quarterback change, agreed. I never agreed. thought that Baker Mayfield would be worse for fantasy than pj walker is but hey this is what 2022 does for you so those are the receivers i don't know if you have anybody else you want to mention before we head to the running backs but if if the guys i wanted to but if you have someone else put them out there no let's
1: do it let's jump into running backs i'm actually going to start uh with Kenyon drake so there was a little bit of back and forth between drake and the Gus bus it seems like whichever one You want to start – this is just speaking from personal experience. Whichever one I seem to start is the one you don't want, so I'll try to let the people know ahead of time. But Kenyon Drake, week seven, he had 11 rushing attempts for five total rushing yards. So absolutely absolutely abysmal. He had one target, didn't bring it in. But then week eight against Tampa Bay Thursday night against what we thought would be a good Tampa Bay defense, but hasn't been. He got seven attempts, 58 – excuse me, 62 yards, Brought in all four of his targets for only five yards, but you like the four targets and four receptions. Put up sixteen points. So Gus also seems like he got hurt a little bit in that last game. I'm not too sure what the injury is there, but Kenyon Drake seems like you know if he dropped him, he got to spend the fab on and pick him right back up because we don't know what's going on in this backfield. Yeah, if I'm
0: remembering right, it it was a a hamstring injury for Gus Edwards. It was different from the original email or not email injury that kept him out (laughs) early in the season. So. Uh, it's concerned. It doesn't seem like it's too serious, um, so you keep an eye on it. If he does become active, if he's going to practice this week. But I don't know if you can play Kenyon Drake. But if there is any sort of implication that uh, Gus Edwards is going to miss time or at least miss this week, you definitely throw Kenyon Drake right back in the lineup because when he has mm-hmm. the main, when he's the number one back anywhere, he has produced some fantasy value for the most part. So I am fully in on that. He's definitely the most exciting of these running back pickups. Uh, the next guy who I want to you know, kinda of tout because, you know, this is also another one that I'll put an asterisk on of watch the trade deadline because we feel like these this team is going to trade for somebody. I don't know who, but you think they would need some sort of running back. And it's the Rams backfield. You know, Kyron Williams has been interesting these past couple weeks. He's starting to get some more work. We also saw this past week Ronnie Rivers leave the team in terms of <laughs> rushing person thirty eight percent thirty eight percent of the rushes went to him. He had a nineteen, a twelve point a half point twelve and a half percent target share. So how are you looking at Los Angeles? Let's say they don't make a trade. They don't get a Kareem Hunt or one of these running backs that are available. Are you spending on Kyron or are you spending on Rivers? Or are you just letting it go? Or are you expecting Henderson? What do you think of Los Angeles right now?
1: It's so tough because I'll even say that um a little sneak preview, Cam Akers was also on my list speaking of trades, because They've had rumors that if he's not traded, maybe he comes back. I don't know if that's just smoke. Maybe trying to drive up his trade value. But just focusing on Rivers and Williams, we kind of talked about Williams in the past, just getting him, especially on that IR. Now, if I had to pick one, I think I still lean Williams, but I think this is a backfield I'm really trying to avoid. Henderson, you thought would be the, we thought Acres would be the guy. Henderson took it, and then for what seemed like no reason, Ronnie Rivers is now the guy. Uh, like you said, leading in target share and just the snap count so it's really tough to say I think I'm still going Williams he was the one who was allegedly supposed to be the guy at the start of the year but then of course he got hurt Um, so I think I'd take the flyer on him but this is this is a low backfield in terms of my fantasy eyes
0: and this is the same situation we're saying with the Michael Carter news the James Robinson stuff if the trade happens ignore everything we just said but (laughs) if they don't make any sort of trade then you definitely have to look in this backfield the Rams offense, it's still struggling to find its ground. I'm still hopeful they still find struggling. it, but it's, it's running out of time for me to figure it out. But you get the lead, potential lead back anywhere. I don't, Henderson's it was an illness, so maybe he jumps right back next week and it is the lead guy again. But with how they were using Rivers and with Williams coming back, I think it's gonna be another ugly timeshare. But if you can get some sort of part of it, I, I'm interested. So- you,
1: you know what? I'm gonna say I am interested. I'm just looking at like their deeper schedule, like when it comes to playoff times. Uh, So week 17, excuse me, week 14, they have the Raiders, week 15, they have Green Bay, week 16, they have the Broncos and week 17, uh, they have the Chargers. And I know the Chargers are usually pretty bad against the run. I think Green Bay is not that great. Denver is pretty good. But for two of those three playoff weeks being favorable, I think you just take a flyer on one of them. Like I said, for me, it is the rookie Williams. Um, And even if it is just a stash until playoff time, you know, you love to have that insurance guy.
0: Completely agree. And the last guy I want to throw out there as a, you know, a reminder coming off of bye week, Isaiah Pacheco is still only, uh, only 34 percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. He was supposed to be the starter for Kansas City. <laughs> now, did that turn into anything? No, not really. But he had eight attempts for 43 yards in Week Seven against the San Francisco 49ers. They go up against the Titans, whose defense has not really been good this season. So. I think there's potential there for Pacheco. The problem is the same situation we're talking about with Los Angeles. I don't know who the lead guy is. They could say that Pacheco is going to be a starter, and then Clyde gets the goal line, touches, or Clyde actually outsnaps him. So I think you, want, you definitely have to keep him stashed because if you can get the starting running back for a Patrick Mahomes team, you do it. <laughs> The mm-hmm. problem is we don't know who that starting running back is. But if Pacheco's out there in your league and you can afford to stash a player, you put him out there in case he has this breakout turn. it. I don't think any of these those last couple guys we talked about are starters this coming week. They're more of a deeper play if you need to stash mm-hmm. somebody and hoping you hit on the upside. If you can afford, if you have a six and one record or seven and one record, however math works out, and have it a nice <laughs> or in a, near the top of your division feeling good about potentially
1: getting to the playoffs or working your way towards that and can have a better spot to spare. Definitely. And I'll say he was supposed to be the starter. He did get the highest snap count percentage, but only at 30% like that, but that's the highest for his career. Uh, again, this guy is just a lot of the running backs we're talking about are you just pick them up, you don't break the bank, but then you just stash them and you see how they develop. Um, that's all there is to say about this week. Yeah. I, 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 I running agree. back, running I have running back.
0: Yeah, and so we're talking about stashes. Is there anybody else you're looking to stash or any other deeper league guys you want to throw out there this week?
1: So I already mentioned Cam Akers a little bit. I do think I've seen him dropped in a couple leagues. Um, and again, if you have the bench space, I think he's worth the stash just to see what happens. I mean, he was projected to be like a third round, a fourth round fantasy guy. So if you have the bench spot, I think he's worth it. If not, I'm not saying drop another like flyer on him, but I think he's like a deeper lottery ticket. Um, but then, then there's one other guy I'd like to get your thoughts on as someone that went to this game last week. But Jalen Warren, like, what are your thoughts on him? Um, it seems like he's getting more involved with the offense. It seems like the offense as a whole is just something. Um, so, yeah, Jalen Warren, what are your thoughts? I'm starting to buy in on
0: that as a stash. Again, he's a full-on stash. But Najee's just not been impressive and, and granted, himself. the offensive line is terrible the pittsburgh line is awful and i don't like watching it but we <laughs> need to talk about it for fantasy and the steelers have used the running back out in the passing attack we saw this past week uh, naji harris had a or this past week Jalen warren got 13.6 percent of targets per snap so he's getting to work 7.5 percent of targets went to Jalen warren as the number two running back naji harris last week had a 15 percent target share so be running backs in Pittsburgh are being used out of the backfield. I don't know if Najee's fully healthy. You wonder if that foot injury is still bothering mm-hmm. him. And that's what we're going to find out in a couple weeks that he's been battling an injury all season. You wonder if they get out of this late in the season, they just decide, you know what, let's just rest Najee, get him back to hundred percent and have him ready for 2023 and then give the backfield to Jalen Warren. He's looked solid. I'm not going to say he's any sort of world beater. He's not going to be mm-hmm. Najee Harris of last year, but if you need a, you know, a, a flex play moving forward. Again, you're not starting him now, but he's got that upside. If you, if you have this, can stash him. I, I, the way of how bad Steelers, Pittsburgh's been this year. I could see them just saying, you know what? We're going to rescue Najee and move over to Jalen for the rest of the season at some point. And if you can stash it, I, I definitely think there's some potential there.
1: Yeah. Love hearing that. And I, I completely agree. It's their bye week this week. So I'll yep. definitely don't blow the bank on the fab, but I'll say once the waiver is clear, if, if you didn't get the guy you were targeting, I think Jalen Warren's a perfect, you let him sit on the bench, you just let him develop and you see what comes from it. Anyone
0: anyway, to, to wrap up for, again, this is another guy you could talk about for this coming, week, or on a bye week this week, but if you have this spots there, Latavius Murray is definitely someone I want to talk about before we wrap mm-hmm. it up. He's only 40% rostered on Yahoo, but he's been the kind of the lead guy in his backfield this past week against Jacksonville. Murray got 50% of the rushes and Gordon only got 32%. Gordon was more to use in the passing game, but we talked about kind of last week. We liked the guy who's getting the carries when we took Deontay Foreman over Chuba Hubbard. Now, Mm -hmm. Graham, we didn't know Chuba Hubbard was going to miss the game, but hey, a win's a win. (laughs) A win's a win. We take those. (laughs) I don't see a lot of them with Pittsburgh right now, so I'll take a win when I can get it. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I I think Latavius Murray. They brought him in for a reason. I was not as high as Melvin Gordon. I actually traded away Melvin Gordon immediately Ooh. when the Javante injury ha- or as soon as I saw Murray, not intentionally, he was part of a throwing, a part of a throwing of a bigger deal. But I was like, Hey, I'm willing to get rid of Gordon because I know this. I'm Murray. And I think he'll be more involved. And Hey, look at this. He had 14 Two carries wins. 46 Did yards. He scored three of the past three of his four weeks. And yes, one of it was on new Orleans, but Hey, I'm counting it. So <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, I'm interested. I, I think if you need a running back and again, depends on your team is you're stashing a guy in a bye week and some teams can't afford to do that mm-hmm. but if you can afford to stash a guy in his bye week i think Latavius murray is a very viable play and can be someone you start moving forward because we still have bye weeks coming up and if he's gonna be the lead backfield back in a back in a offense that we hope turns things around and maybe they trade one of their receivers and have to run the ball more with uh, either mm-hmm. uh, murray or gordon
1: you never know so i think Latavius murray is very viable as a stash Absolutely love that one. Good point. Good week to, to sneak in. It, it's unfortunate that last week only had the two buys because I'll say if you picked up anyone as a buy week filler, maybe as like an Eckler filler, um, something like that, you drop them and you can pick up a Latavius Murray. I think he's one of the better ones. Completely
0: agree. And one, I, I know I said one more final, but another <laughs> name similar for Jalen Warren. We could just do it really this one really quick. James Cook, someone I want to throw on my bench. He actually got more rushes per snaps and single tear. Maybe it was game script, but. We've seen Devin Singletary being inconsistent throughout. He's twenty two percent rostered. If you have room to stash him, I think for some upside. Maybe down the stretch of it, give James Cook more involvement as he gets to the second half as a rookie running back. So I'm interested in him. If you can afford to stash him, he's he's low on the list. He might be like the last guy I would stash, but hey, if you have the space, I'm I don't think he's a a bad play or bad
1: player pick up. No, completely agree. And I'll say what a year for just like rookies. I feel like the last year was kind of the same, but between Chris Olave um, and then Brees Hall, but then you also have Damian Pierce, but then even James Cook, who may be just a stash, but still, when he goes off, you take those 8.6, you take those yep,
0: 9.1. Completely. And if you can find the starting running back in Buffalo, <laughs> who arguably is the best offense and best team in football right now,
1: mm-hmm. Hey, you do it. You do it 110%. So, <laughs> I think you can. It's just, unfortunately, Josh Allen. So yes, <laughs>
0: true. his upside is his upside is upsides limited. It could very well just be Devin Singletary 2.0, but Hey, you want to take a shot on a rookie. I think James Cook is very, very viable. So before we move on, you got any other last minute running backs that we covered
1: all the guys we wanted to hit on, but anybody I'm, I'm missing. No, I think running backs, I think we covered them. I think it's funny that half of the ones we talked about, and even the ones I was more excited about were ones on bye week this week. But I think it's just because those have the more the higher long term potential versus the guys kind of looking at this week. So
0: completely agree. I don't think there's the uh, the starter players. You're gonna start probably one or two of those guys because you're gonna need two of six teams on by. But nobody on here is uh you know a must play, a must pick up. But if you could stash them, I think there's a lot of viable stashes this week, I'll say. Definitely, definitely. So we'll go as we always do, move over to the streaming categories. And you know what? We're gonna start off in tight end. And I think there's a couple names that we've been talking about as streamers who I want to get off this list. I think this week's the week we do it. And <laughs> I'm going to start off with a, a guy who saved my, my butt in one of my leagues this week. Greg Dulcich. Boy, oh boy, was that what he did impressive. He also, He finished with four receptions for 82 yards, no touchdowns, but he was tackled at the one-yard line on one of the plays. He finished mm-hmm. with a 19% target share. We're seeing Cortland Sutton kind of get phased out of his offense. We just talked about potentially a receiver getting traded, either him... Or Jerry Judy out at Denver starting Tuesday. Where are those targets going to go if someone's gone? Well, Greg Dulcich in his three games. So in his two games, he's been the starter of Albert hurt He's got nine and five targets. So four, seven targets per game. He caught He hasn't, He hasn't. a touchdown in week six. So he's got a touchdown. There's a lot to like with what he's doing. We know Russell Wilson is good with using his tight ends. Cortland Sutton's being, I wouldn't say phased out, but he's definitely fallen to the two of the receivers. I think there's a lot of upside with Greg Dulcich as a rookie. He's extremely talented. He's looked good. He could have easily had a touchdown this past week. I am fully on board with Greg Dulcich. I think we get him off this list as a streamer. And he's got that upside to be a top 12 tight end moving forward and starting in most all your leagues. But again, he's on a buy. So if you can stash him,
1: you do it. You definitely do it. It's you never feel good about holding the two tight ends, but the way you want to look at it, I mean, you hold them for this week and then you just get them for the rest of the season, three straight weeks of at least 11 points. Um, like we said, you, or like you said, he got tackled at the one. It seems like Russell Wilson's really liking throwing to his tight end. So he's probably my number one. He is, I'll say my number two tight end. Um, and I'll say great segue to my number one. And maybe because I'm a Mark Andrews owner, but Isaiah likely, um, kind of filled in greatly for Mark Andrews after he got hurt. He was kind. Of, Mark Andrews was a little bit of a game-time decision last Thursday. He ended up playing, and I believe he got hurt in the first, maybe second quarter, uh, and likely stepped in and played a great role. I mean, he had seven targets, brought in six of them for 77 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you can't ask for anything more than that for a tight end. It seems like he truly was fitting in as that Andrews type. So if you can get him off waivers, I think he is probably my number one fab target spender this week. Yes, if Andrews misses any sort of time, even if it's just a one-week,
0: Isaiah Likely 100% vaults to the top of his list. It's uh, We know how Baltimore is their tight end. We're also going to be missing Rashad Bateman for multiple weeks, it seems like, out in Baltimore. So that's even more targets for Isaiah Likely. I think he may even have some streaming viability just hmm. as a regular. T- if, they, if they use it and they don't have Bateman, maybe Likely gets a little bit more involved. So I think he's got streaming viability alone. But absolutely, if Mark Andrews is out, he's top of his list. Probably the best player to pick up for the entire entire season. So I completely, completely agree here. And without that, my favorite tight end for this coming week and probably moving forward, it's Evan Ingram. Once again, four <laughs> straight weeks now of six or more targets. He's, he's looked good. He caught a touchdown this past week against Denver for the first touchdown of the season. Trevor Lawrence is throwing the football to him. And I don't think it's stopping. We know Zay Jones has his role. We know Christian Kirk still has the upside. But Evan Ingram continues to outpace him and be the most, one of the more targeted players on this offense. And this coming week, they play the Las Vegas Raiders, who, my God, they look awful. The, they, the Raiders' defense has <laughs> tough been terrible. Them. Yeah, tough week for them. And their defense just hasn't made any sort of improvements. They're still a very easy uh, defense to pick apart. I think it's a lot to like with Evan Ingram. If you need someone for a one-week streamer, I'm fully on board. Like, I got Evan Ingram. Those words have been said by me many times in the past and have hurt, but I'm confident (laughs) that this time it's going to work out. And we probably mentioned him on the show from the past couple of weeks. So he's still out there. He's probably in the same thing for me with Greg Dolcich of it's getting to the point now where I'm almost ready to put him off this list as you should get him in there. And he could be a top 12 tight end moving
1: forward, except for a bye week coming up. Yeah, he should not be on this list anymore. We've talked about him a couple of weeks. There's only so much we can say about Evan Ingram, but he should be rostered at this point. He is a talented tight end.
0: Yes. And before we wrap up for this position, any other tight end for terms of streamer there are six teams on by, so there's gonna be multiple tight ends that are gonna to need to be replaced, including
1: including Greg Golsich. But so, <laughs> yeah, including the guy that we let off with. I'll say one more tight end. I'll say the Jets tight end, Tyler Conk- uh, Conklin. He absolutely killed it this past week. Brought in two touchdowns, so obviously that's going to pad anyone's score. But he did have um, 10 targets you like to see. Brought in six receptions for 79 yards, and again, those two touchdowns. One thing I was looking at, uh, according to PFF, week eight unrealized air yards. So just a whole bunch of downfield opportunities that they were just unable to bring in. So there's some pretty familiar names on this list. DJ Moore with 100, DK Metcalf with 99, Tyler Conklin with 98 actually sandwiched between DK Metcalf and Devontae Adams, which are names you want to be sandwiched in between. So Tyler Conklin, he definitely got his opportunities this past week. Um, I'll say if you don't, if you're not able to get one of these other guys, maybe Evan Ingram, someone listened to us and is already picked up. Uh, Isaiah Likely, you probably have a good chance. He's probably not on, but Conklin, I think is a pretty solid option who is not on by next week, but he is playing Buffalo. So not not on by, but ooh, not great.
0: No, but they're going to have to throw to keep up with Buffalo. And- Zach Wilson throwing the football doesn't exactly go well, but hey, they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to go somewhere. <laughs> but they're going to have
1: to do it. They're going to have to do
0: it. And Conklin was the clear top target throughout this past week. So I think there's definitely a, there's definitely some upside there. We'll move over to the quarterback position and we'll just, I'm going to let you lead it off. Who's your favorite streaming quarterback? Cause let's face it. We're missing some, some viable Dak Prescott's going to be on by, uh, I guess that's the only really major star you're starting. But hey, if you're in two quarterback <laughs> league, is there anybody on there? Or if it's replace Dak, where's we were looking? Yeah, at replace
1: Dak. Or I'll say if you need to replace Brady, maybe Derek Carr after his performance last mm-hmm. week. But Justin Fields, I think we talked about yep. him last week. But Justin Fields, just I'll say it: what an absolute shock! I mean, last week he played Dallas. People are saying that could maybe be not that great of a matchup. He put up 26 points. He had one of his better weeks. He's really using his legs. Eight rushing attempts, 60 yards, and a rushing touchdown. He also managed to get two passing touchdowns, only 150 yards. But listen, he's getting the touchdowns. He's finding the end zone. Before that, he put up another 20 point game against New England. Now he's playing Miami, who, you know, we just saw the game against Detroit with like that game was a shootout. I think this next game is going to be a shootout, which is crazy to picture the Bears in a shootout. But Justin yep. Fields, he is looking like the guy we thought he was in pre draft, potentially in last season. Like now he's looking like that explosive rookie quarterback
0: yeah you look at the past four weeks eight attempts 12 attempts 14 attempts eight attempts two touch, two straight weeks with a rushing touchdown we talked about Marcus Mariota in the past about his rushing floor I'm at the point now where Justin Fields has that safe rushing floor where you're good have you just pick him up and he's gonna get you you know five points just with his legs alone and if he gets in the end zone boy there's a lot just with a, a solid game just on the ground and saying, let alone with him throwing the football, which still has some work to be done. But, you know, for fantasy, we just look, we care about numbers. Just get the numbers out there. We don't care how pretty it looks, but <laughs> I, I like what I'm seeing. He's probably my favorite right now of the second year quarterbacks, not even just in fantasy, just how they've looked this season. I think Fields has played the best, which may be saying something, but <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely agree. I think Fields is a clear streamer. He might even be someone, I don't do rankings, but You know, you definitely consider playing him over a Brady this week or a Derek Carr. I think it's almost time to make that switch. So completely 100% agree. And if you miss out on them, where's another quarterback you're looking at? If you don't get a Justin Fields and you have to, you know, stretch for a quarterback, is there anybody else you're looking at this week?
1: There is. uh, This one's another crazy one. This is just like a year of crazy players and crazy positions getting their shootout, their shines. But Taylor Heineke. Uh, over for the commanders, you know, we just saw him put up 22 points at Indianapolis, who has been a little shaky, but again, he got the points, also had a rushing touchdown, he put up just shy of 300 yards, put up 279, passing touchdown. He did have an interception, but again, like he produced, he's going against Minnesota, who does look good, they're 6-1, and one. their only loss is to Philadelphia, and even after that matchup, they are playing at Philly, so it's a tough little stretch right there. But I'll say he's coming off a 22-point game. He's making the connections with uh, Terry McLaurin that it seems like Wentz just could not do. And he's, he's finding the end zone. He's finding it with his legs. He's finding it with his arm. So I'll say his next two matchups, a little, I don't know. But right after that, he's playing Houston, Atlanta, Giants. I like those matchups a lot more. So I think if you can, or if you know, if you're like on that teetering, like I said, like if you have Brady and you're like, how many weeks can you put up 10 points until I'm just like, this is enough. Uh, Taylor Heineke someone on my end.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot. We'll move over to the defense to wrap it up. My, my favorite defense streamer, I'll just kick it off. Coming off the bye week, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going up against a, a rookie quarterback in Malik Willis in the Tennessee Titans or a probable hobbled up Ryan Tannehill. Their offense is still not clicked. They only clicked this past week because Derrick Henry is incredible and is amazing, especially when he plays the Houston Texans. So if you are in need for defense, the Chiefs are all rested. or are coming up by playing a hobbled Tennessee team that is missing possibly your starting quarterback and starting a rookie. And so it's going to have to throw to keep up, which means more potential for turnovers. I think there's a lot to like about the Kansas City
1: Chiefs in this matchup. You have any disagreement with that? No, I think that's a great matchup, matchup. Like you said, they're coming off the bye. They're coming off nice and rested. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about that defense. I'm just seeing what other defense I would like. Uh, da, da, da. Do you have any other defenses you're eyeing besides the Falcons? Or actually, uh, besides yeah, the Chiefs?
0: I think the Vikings defense, we've recommended them in the past. You talk about Taylor Heineke as a streamer, and I think he's got the safe floor. But he's also got some turnover potential. We you haven't seen the Washington offense really be – Incredible, especially since Heineke has taken over. So we've seen the vik, we saw the Vikings past week look pretty solid. I think Patrick Peterson's can shut down Terry McLaurin a little bit more, can force Heineke to put up this pressure. So I think the Vikings have a a good matchup against uh, against Washington this coming week.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then even just looking at the Viking schedule a little bit, just like trying to find, I will say after that they play the, the Bills, so you're probably not going to hold them for that. You may drop them. Dallas, then New England. Uh, yeah, after that they have a pretty rough schedule. But I like them filling in for Washington if you need a bye week. If you have maybe the Steelers defense or someone else that's uh, coming off a bye.
0: Yeah, Denver's defense is one you've been kind of been starting. You've got uh, Cowboys I mean, like, defense, Pittsburgh for sure. Cowboys defense for sure. San Francisco's even had their matchups where we you're starting him, so you're going to need that streamer. And even if it's just one week, uh, so I guess that kind of gives me to this sort of question, especially with defenses. When you have to play, say you have a Denver, or if you look at a team, that ha- or Dallas, so I guess there's more to say, Where are you there certain defenses you stash even on a bye week? I know we can about what, six teams on bye. Do you hold on to
1: some, some defenses or it's defense? Can you find it on the waiver wire? You definitely hold on to defense just because if you can guarantee those results, you don't want to have to play that streamer game. You don't want to have to waste your fab every week on a defense competing with other players. Maybe you're, you're not in a fab, but it's just purely waivers now it's out of your control if you get that defense. So if you have, I'll set and forget a lock and load defense. I stash it every time. And sometimes it's painful. Sometimes you have to drop a lottery ticket. Like for instance, if I had to choose between keeping the Cowboys defense or Romeo Dobbs, I think I'm choosing the Cowboys defense because you're only starting so many guys anyways, the defense that, you know, defense wins championships, right? Like that's an expression. It matters in fantasy too. So you just never know when they're going to pop off, get a pick six or two, get a pick six, even just one. And that's, it's like having an elite tight end. It's just like you got 10 more points than your opponent did. That's just it.
0: Yeah. And you go to talk about the buys too, you know, is there anybody on those 16? I know it's kind of a you know an open question, but is there anybody you're keeping an eye on in terms of like the borderline rostered? If they drop if there's certain players that get dropped on those teams, obviously maybe some, is there someone you're gonna be putting some waiver wire in just to hold as a stash player? Like, you know, kind of talk about how you approach that.
1: Yeah, so I'll say like um here's a great example. So a couple weeks ago when the Raiders had their buy, someone dropped Daniel Carlson, who's the number one kicker right now in fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I'll say I dropped again, like whoever was the deepest lottery ticket on my bench to pick that player up. Because if I can get you know, the, if I could get that advantage at every position, everyone who's going to make the playoffs are going to have the great teams with the lottery tickets. So you want to make sure you have your edge. And so if you get it on the kicker, it's absolutely worth it because you're also only holding them for the two weeks. Then I'm going to drop my primary kicker or my primary Mm -hmm. defense. And then the Carlson, or in this case, we'll say like the Cowboys defense, like your, that's just your team going, your defense or your kicker going forward. And you don't have to worry about their buy because they already had it.
0: That's a really, really good idea. And, as we talked about in the past, this is all very, very team dependent. If you are a team that's sitting at yeah. you know, kind of, kind of fighting for spots right now, if you're two and five, you're two and six, you you're three and five. You're still battling because you can still make the playoffs. You probably can't afford to have the luxury of picking up someone for the long term. Now, if you have the bench spot, sure. But if you need a win right now, you got to look for just right now. And you can't be focusing on some of these stash candidates. You got to get the wins right now and do that. So I'll say it. this week, especially it's getting to the point now where you're very team dependent. If there's the high priority ads that you get no matter what. But especially this week when it's a lot more of just you know upside, good plays, you look at your your team specifics. And if you need this and pay attention to your matchups too. If you need the long shot play, you go get a Romeo Dobbs or Ronald Moore who have that more upside. But if you need the safety blanket, you'll if you're playing well, you need some sort of safe play, look at your waiver wire. Really start moving forward. Look at what your team needs specifically compared to just the general uh, high priority ads.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'll say I think the one the one maybe exception would just be the Cowboys defense. I'm looking at the number one defense now. Uh, the last four weeks, 12 points, 26 four against the Eagles, you know, the best team in the NFC, and then 25 at the Super Bowl champion LA Rams. So. Yeah. They're a team that can produce. I would call them even matchup proof. I, they have a couple tough matchups coming off the bye between at Green Bay and then at Minnesota. Two, uh, one good team, and then one should be a good team with Aaron Rodgers who doesn't turn it over. But when you can just have that edge at any position, I think it's just so important. I think that they can give you that bump. And if you lo- if you do lose this week and you drop to that two and five to that two and six, it you know it gets a little dicey. But uh, and It's tough for me. It's the when I see the numbers, the numbers are high. My brain likes big numbers. Yep, yeah, but it's very, it's very true. It's very
0: true. They like the more points, you know, the better. The bigger the number, the better in terms of fantasy, the fantasy community. So that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the waiver wire show. As always, keep an eye out on QBList.com. We'll have AJ's waiver wire article by the time you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday morning, with terms of uh, you know more in depth talk about these players and possibly more. You know, AJ doesn't actually share with us the players he's going to be talking about. He gives us a, a general overview of some high names. So, keep an eye out for that. You can find me on Twitter at Calendon underscore like
1: Mario can be found at Twitter at at Mario Adamo Jr. on Twitter. And then also go check out at Not A Comp Podcast. You can find us on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts at Not A Competition um, where me and my co-host Brady, we talk uh, fantasy teams, our personal ones, we matchups against the spread and just some other fantasy nonsense. So, Give us a listen.
0: And as we always, as always, wrap it up. Join our Discord. If you want some more in-depth look at your rosters, you want to go and specifically ask us about a specific start as question or waiver wire priorities, you can f- join us at PitcherList or QBList.com. You click get PL+, and you have access to the entire staff of PitcherList, QBList.com and a bunch of other members of the community where we talk sports, football, the world series is going on. We're talking the games every Sunday. We're talking start sit. We talk hockey, basketball. We talk life There's board games, video games, anything you want in terms of a, you know, have a conversation. There's somebody in the community who would love to talk that with you. I've had some, I'll sometimes click on some chats to see what's going on. And then back away because I have no idea what the heck this is. But, hey, <laughs> there anything and anything you want, anybody you want to talk with, anything you want to talk about, there will be somebody in there to chat it with you. It's a great community, and it definitely has been a, you know, it's really helped me in terms of my fantasy trades. that's for sure. So definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely hop on in, join a community, have some fun, and talk football with us. But that's going to do it once again for this episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Cubeless Fantasy Football Podcast. Good luck with your waiver wire bids, and we will see you next week. Peace.